For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. I'm supporting all my favorite Bay Area teams. Who are you rooting for? From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. There's always the online casinos as well. They never close. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Hello, hello. Welcome back to my podcast. I'm your host, Polina Edmonds. Last week's episode was all about stories from my 2014 and 2015 seasons. And this week's episode is more stories about my 2016 season. But before we get into this, I want to give it a little preface. The reason I'm sharing these stories is so people can know the behind the scenes stuff. There are so many factors that play into this sport And I want people to understand that things aren't as simple as they seem on TV. I can't control how others will interpret these. All I can do is share my truths so people can know more information and hopefully broaden their perspective on the sports world. I want to make it clear that I in no way have any problems with any of the other skaters. My stories are only shining a light on the system that delivers dishonest sport. I know that in every sport, not just figure skating, there are unfair politics at play and everyone plays the game. But as an athlete who put her entire life into this, I want to be a part of the change we can make to transform the sport into an honest one. I'm not the only skater with these stories. There are so many with similar experiences. I believe artistry is important, yes, but figure skating is a sport first. I don't believe that people should be on the podium if they make mistakes in their elements. People can disagree, but that's my perspective as a competitive athlete. Some of these stories are hard for me to share because I was really hurt by these occurrences in the past. But I think it's important for me to let them be known for the young skaters and parents who might find themselves in my old position. I'm very proud and content with my career. I made it to the very top. The Olympics, multiple worlds, four continents. I'm forever grateful to have achieved that. And I'm very aware that it is rare for any athlete to get to where I did. I know that every result and opportunity I got was earned, never gifted. I was shaped by everything that happened to me. And this is why I'm releasing this information now. So I'm going to share a few good stories first before we get into my 2016 season. One of my favorite memories for my entire skating career, actually a catalyst for me loving the spotlight, loving being 
a competitor at these big events was actually when I was 11 years old and I was at the 2010 U.S. Nationals. I was a novice lady and it was in Spokane, Washington. It was Olympic year, so it was so exciting for me to compete and then watch all of the older ladies perform and make qualifying teams. I was the youngest girl out of all of the ladies in the novice, junior, and senior categories at that competition. And I was actually interviewed by a reporter from the New York Times. And I had a full spread in the New York Times and my big picture on the front page. It was incredible. It was so crazy. And it's still one of my favorite things that I mentioned for my skating career because it was just so cool to be able to get that recognition and also to be on the New York Times in general. It was crazy for me as an 11-year-old. They really highlighted that I was an up-and-coming skater. I was the youngest at the competition, but I had a lot of potential, and they interviewed my coach and my mom all about me growing up in skating, what my future goals are, if I want to go to the Olympics, which of course I did, but that was a really cool moment for me to kind of get this exposure at 11 years old. Another really cool memory I have is, of course, I looked up to all of the famous coaches, all of the famous skaters when I was growing up, and one of those was John Nix. So he actually came up to my coach and to my team, and he told my coach David that you should be very proud that you've given her great jumping technique. I always love that story because he himself teaches great jumping technique and so for him to acknowledge that mine was good at a young age and telling my coach he's doing the right things, that was really awesome to hear and I really loved the praise from these kind of high profile people. So I had two new programs for the 2016 season and they were designed for a win. I had a lyrical, mature, balletic program to Moonlight Sonata for my short program. And then I had my long program be an American classic. I had Gone with the Wind for my long program. So I had Rudy Galindo do both of my programs again. I loved working with him in 2015. He made beautiful programs for me, and I was ready to expand on the creativity that we had already done together the year before. So in the summer, I went to Chicago, and I worked again with Sasha Fedeev. We were going to really work on the edge on my triple flip. During the year, we invited officials to come and check my edge because anytime I would get an edge call, we had officials come and look at it. And they all never saw anything wrong with my edge. They all confirmed that I had an inside edge flip. But we went to Sasha to make 100% sure that it was the way it needed to be and see if he had any tips to make it visually look like a harder inside edge so that I wouldn't get called on it anymore in competition. So I did a lot of triple flips with him that summer. When I went to Champs Camp, I had a different approach this year. I didn't do all of the jumps, and I focused only on the mature choreography when I had that little fake competition performance for the officials. So this year, I had the opposite reaction from the judges. They told me, oh, we know that you have good skating. We know that you can skate pretty, but where are your jumps? And so it was just like, completely like the exact opposite of what had happened the year before and so this was just super frustrating for me and my team to hear um just we were always having this conflict of what the judges were looking for from me so during my short program critique the whole point of my program was really to show my skating skills and I had my footwork done expertly by Rudy Galindo and I had Sergei Ponomarenko 
check all of my edges and make sure that everything was proper before we went. And we were told that there was a problem with my footwork going into the critique. And so we were expecting, oh, maybe it's another level three. Maybe they didn't see enough upper body. Like, how are we going to fix this? We go in and the official says that I have a level zero footwork and that she didn't see any edges. So I was dumbfounded because I have great edges learned because of Sergei Ponomarenko. And I asked her if we could watch the video and I could point out my edges to her on the big screen and see what she said about them. So everybody agreed. It was a really high level official and it was two really high level judges plus my mom and my coach. We watched the video and I point out all of my edges and the judges agree that the edges look good and the official also agrees that I did in fact have good edges and she could not point out any edge that looked wrong. And so she was really upset that I kind of called her out on this, I guess you could say, that I was pointing out my own edges. Really all I was doing was sticking up for myself because I knew that I had good ones. She ended up going on a rant and she told me that I was disrespectful to her and officials and judges by basically sticking up for myself. And it was just a very, very uncomfortable critique. It felt really inappropriate for her to lecture me on that. And the other judges, they also felt really uncomfortable. So did my coaches. It was just a very weird situation. We also had a critique on the ice where the judges were trying to tell me to change my triple lutz triple toe to a double axle triple toe. Triple lutz triple toe is the hardest combination that you could do. And they were trying to have me do an easier combination just later in the program. And so I just told them no, because what makes my program so special is that I do have a triple let's triple toe and a triple flip half loop triple sow. I'm doing the highest possible combinations with the biggest points and I can do them well at the beginning of my programs. For me, it was way more important to show quality if I did it in the beginning rather than do a scratchy double axle triple toe in the middle of my program. Uh, that wasn't what I was going for. So it was just really interesting, again, to see the judges not really valuing the most difficult jumps that I could be doing and trying instead to get me to do what all the other ladies were doing, which was a double axle triple toe. So then I go to my first Grand Prix, which was Skate Canada, and I skated a really, really good short program. I expected a high score. I got 56 points. When I was sitting in the kiss and cry, I was sitting there and I thought that I was dyslexic for a second because I, I assumed that my point should be around 65 and it was 56. So I was confused and then I realized it was in fact 56. It, it was such a low score that I just did not know what they docked me for. What happened was the official that I had invited to help me the previous year, he was the one at the world championships in 2015 who told me that I needed to wait in line and that I wasn't mature enough yet. He was the one on the official panel, and I got a zero for my flying sit spin. A zero. Not just a level one or a level two or a level three. I got no points at all, which is a huge element. I should have been like five or six points or something like that higher. But without that flying sit spin, it was just devastating to my score. We were analyzing the video of my flying sit spin with officials, and they were all also just kind of confused like nitpicking so hard I was at a 90 degree angle and they were saying like I should have been dipping a little bit lower than a 90 degree angle I should have my butt scooting down 
And so we were fighting them for it because I said, I have great technique where I'm at a perfect 90 degree angle. It looks worse when you dip your butt too low. That's not aesthetically pleasing. And so the officials were sympathizing with me, but they weren't really caring that much that I had the zero. And I remember sitting there and telling them, my heart hurts. This is really hard for me to do. Train every day and tire myself out and push my body to these extremes and come to the competition and be under so much pressure and adrenaline and perform well to just, again, have the rug yanked out under me. At that point, I was already out of the final. I was out of earning money from being on the podium. An official talked to my coaches in like a private room at the event, and so he wasn't on the panel, but he was on a different ice dance panel or something. But he wasn't picked for the ladies' panel, but he's judged ladies before as well. He told my coaches that my flying sit spin was definitely a level three. So the judges got it wrong. And we knew that they couldn't change the scores. Like we couldn't protest and get them to give me a different score. But we asked if they could officially announce it. I had a level three flying sit spin. And he said that since it was a different panel, they couldn't go against it publicly. So we could know that it was a level three and that other officials recognized it as a level three, but publicly it wouldn't be known as so. The next competition I go to is Cup of Russia. I was super excited to go to Moscow because my mom has family there. I skated an amazing short program and I finally got a better score, 65 points. That was a good score for me because my points were rising. So I was like, okay, finally, I'm going to start moving up in the ranks. But compared to others, my points were still really low. Other girls with mistakes were scoring in the 70s. I knew that the game is in the long program, so skate a strong long and maybe I can make the podium. I do skate a really strong long, and I have the two triple-triple combinations. I'm docked on some minor points, nothing big, no big mistakes, but I still get a low score of 114 points when other girls are scoring in the 130s. So it was devastating to be given that low score but I thought okay I for sure need to be on the podium with this nope I got fourth so I was fourth and I lost to Adelina Sotninkova who made five huge mistakes falls pops in her long program but this was her comeback so she was the 2014 Olympic champion and this was the first competition that she was competing at publicly again so they gave her third place, even with all of these mistakes. So me, with my good programs, I was absolutely crushed in the back. And I was crying because it just felt impossible. No matter how perfect I competed, I was never being given appropriate scoring. And so this really famous official, he comes up to me and my mom, and he sees that I'm crying, and he asks me why I'm crying. And I responded with, I'm in fourth. And so he kind of realized that I'm not just here to participate. I'm here because I want to win. I'm here because I want to be on the podium. And he empathized with me at that moment and he apologized. He apologized to me and my coaches for not sticking up for me and for not being a part of the federation that pushes me as a skater to increase points and to be on the podium. I was obviously expendable to them. It didn't matter to them if I were on the podium or not. And so for him to see me crying in the back room, he recognized that it obviously had a huge effect. So afterwards, when I was leaving the arena, I ran into um, Tarasova and she personally congratulated me and she told me that I did a great job in front of a lot of people, which was 
super great. It was super awesome. But, you know, later we watched her videos um, with her commentary and she was not supportive of my skating. Um, so it was, it was clear that there was kind of this double face in all of the judges and officials and, you know, everybody doing commentary. People will say good things about you when it's not public, but under the public lights, they're always going to go in the direction of where the politics are going. So they're, they're flowing where the wind sways. I also was always telling the media that I did great. Every time I got in front of a news reporter after I skated or anything, I would tell them that I thought I did a great job and that I was really disappointed in the scoring. I knew that it wasn't fair. So I was always trying to stick up for myself in the media because I knew that nobody else was. But in turn, I was always getting villainized for being arrogant rather than confident in myself. People always were upset that I wasn't thanking the U.S. Federation and, you know, the judges and everything for the opportunity to skate and being thankful to be in this competition setting with so many great skaters. Yes, I was very, very grateful that I was in such a level that I was participating in these events with amazing skaters from all over the world. That is amazing, and I always look back on it with the fondest memories. But at the same time, I'm competitive. I'm coming and I'm working so hard because I want to win, because I want to be on the podium. So when I say that I do well and I want the scores that I deserve, it's not looked at with praise like other skaters. I saw a lot of other Russian skaters saying the same things I do, that they want to win and that they're disappointed when they don't. But everybody praises them for this competitive mindset when for me, apparently I was being arrogant. Before nationals, the entire month of December, I was really struggling. So I had just gotten new skates that I was trying to break in and they were way too stiff. And I was pounding my foot on all of my taps over and over again and falling on absolutely everything. So the last week before nationals, my mom, she tried on my skates in our house and she was so shocked because she could barely bend her ankle and they were super stiff for her who weighed a lot more than me. She then like had me put on my old skates, my old small soft leather skates that were really broken down and too small for my foot. She had me do one practice in them and in that practice I landed everything perfectly. My jumps were back after being gone for a whole month. And so we decided to compete at nationals with them because there was no chance that I was going to do well in these newer skates that were really stiff for me. So I go to nationals and everybody in my hometown was thinking that I was just going to bomb because of how poorly my jumps had been going in all of my practices. So I get to nationals and my goal is to be in the top three. I wanted to get a spot for Boston Worlds. Before going there, the entire speculation of the U.S. Nationals, everything in the media was about this Gracie versus Ashley battle. It was all about them. So they were locked in for first and second. Nobody knew who was going to win, but they knew it was between the two of them. Everybody was already planning on them being top two. The only free spot that was open was third place. And before going there, everything in the media talked about other skaters getting third, not me. It already seemed like people thought that my time was up. Speculation was that the spot was wide open. It didn't seem like I was going to get it. Um, so I was going into it just praying that I would make the top three and I would be able to go to Boston Worlds. So I get to the competition and all the other skaters who are being named in the media as potential third 
spot positions. They all walked around with their noses up at me. They all thought that they were going to be on the podium over me. It was it was a very weird environment to be in. And during Jumbotron promotions that they play throughout the entire event, I was wearing my Olympic jacket for the videos. And a lot of people were asking me why I was wearing my Olympic jacket. They were like, oh, does that make you like feel good to wear that jacket? And it was just super confusing again why I was even being questioned for wearing an Olympic jacket when I was an Olympian. So I skated my short program and I skated a clean short and I got a really great score, which was awesome. But Ashley and Gracie were skating after me. So I knew that they were leaving the door open for bigger points for them. But then everybody ended up making mistakes and I didn't. So I was in first. It was super exciting for me to be first and it felt very validating that I was finally on top with this clean short program and it was probably one of the best short programs I've ever done. I always pull that program up now if anybody wants to see a video of my skating. I pull up that short program because I'm so proud of the beauty of it and the quality of my elements and just the whole package of how everything tied together. I went to sleep that night and I thought if I skated clean, the gold was mine because I was already eight points ahead of everybody else. Ashley had fallen, Gracie had popped, they were points just way lower than I was. And so even if everybody skated clean in the long program, my combined short program and long program score should be unbeatable. So I had a lot of pressure on myself to skate a clean long program. And it was, it was this crazy moment of the night before, before the short program, I was just in the space where I was really hoping that I performed well and that I would earn third place. I just wanted third. I just wanted to be top three. And after the short program, all I could think about was winning because I was in first with eight points and the gold was mine to lose. I skated a clean long program, best long program I've ever skated. I got a huge score and I thought for sure, that's it. I won. And I did get a really great score, so I have no issues with that. But Gracie skated right after me, and she also skated a clean long program. She was scored 10 points higher than me to take the lead. So I was in second, and it was just unbelievable to me because if you take both of our programs combined, yes, we both skated clean longs. It's okay. She is scored higher than me I totally understand that we have different skating styles and at that point the judges can pick which style they like more they liked her long program more awesome no issues there but with the short program she had popped her combination so she had zero points she lost 10 points right off the bat in the short program and I didn't we both had very very similar elements so Even with the long program, us both skating clean, the results should have been between a few points, but nothing as big as 10. As big as 10, I would have had to be missing a whole element. So it was just crushing again for me that they weren't supporting clean programs and that they were elevating Gracie in that moment, even with a huge mistake. It was, it was crazy. And then during the press conference that happens directly after we compete, it was me, Ashley and Gracie that were sitting in there talking to all the media and so all the questions obviously are about Boston Worlds and how we think we're going to compete and what's our strategy going into it and all of that almost every single question was directed at Ashley and Gracie 
It was all directed at them. They almost never gave me a chance to speak because as soon as Ashley and Gracie would answer something and it was my turn, they would switch questions. They were only talking to them about strategies for meddling, strategies for performing well at Worlds. Um, And so that was already telling that they, again, were just brushing me off to the side. A week later, there was an article on USA Today and she was talking about how Ashley and Gracie were um, prepped really well for Worlds and probably going to medal and that Polina isn't internationally competitive for Worlds so it was it was mostly all focused on Ashley and Gracie so that again was just super disappointing to see that I wasn't getting the political support from my own country in a hometown Worlds so after Nationals um, my injury happened and so that's something for another podcast so stay tuned I'll be detailing everything that went down with my injury But essentially, I had to pull out of Worlds right before, which was extremely disappointing because I was thinking that this was the year that I was finally going to break through. I was almost national champion, and the judges, I thought, were finally ready for me. Ended up pulling out, crushing, um, but I went to Boston anyway to watch the World Championships since I was on the team and to kind of be there to support Team USA and see all of my friends and just enjoy the perks of being out the world championships for a week because I had worked so hard to earn my spot for it. When I was in Boston, I received so much acknowledgement and support from fans everywhere, from coaches, from other skaters. I remember running into Mickey Ondo on the street just outside of the arena, and I wasn't even really aware that she knew who I was and could recognize me, but she gave me a hug right away and took a picture with me and was um, excited to see me and congratulated me on all of my skating, told me she loved my skating. That was a super awesome moment for me. And I also was, whenever I was walking around the arena with my brothers, I would just get mobbed by all of these fans who wanted pictures and autographs and would ask me, um, you know, about my injury and about, and just rave about my performance at nationals a few months before. And so that was just a really, really bright light in a hard time for me to be at the Worlds and not be competing. But to have that recognition from everybody, that was something that really uh, made the week beautiful for me. So the biggest thing about my career, I had so many opportunities that I'm so thankful for that I got to go and compete all over and I made great friends with so many amazing skaters top skaters in the world people that I looked up to were all of a sudden my peers and they had this mutual respect for me and my skating as I had for them in their skating to constantly be pushing against you know all of the unfairness and the hardships that I was going through what helped me was that my team they all knew and so they they all never were defeated they just went home And we as a team decided to work harder for the next competition. And other skaters, other judges and officials, they all knew. They all had really deep respect for me as a person because they knew that my skating spoke for itself. But they also know that there's a lot of games to be played. And so for me at least to know that other people were seeing what I saw and were acknowledging it and telling me we get it and you're doing amazing, like you're doing a great job, that was great you know that was something that really helped me and really gave me my own inner confidence to know that the people that mattered were actually seeing it when I would go home another thing that brought me like really big confidence was I knew that everything I earned 
every spot I ever got, every placement I ever was placed, it was because of my skating. It was hard earned because I skated well. I was never gifted any scores like other skaters were. If I made mistakes, I was dropped down. The only way that I could win or be even close to the podium was if I skated clean, which is really what the sport should be about. It should be sport first because of how technically difficult and draining it is. The artistry, very important as well. We need beautiful skating, but anybody can skate beautiful and make mistakes. The combination of skating well and skating beautifully is what it needs to be. And so for me, knowing that I was always skating technically super well, that was the reason I was placing high. That's something that I know that nobody can ever take away from me. And it gives me a lot of confidence in my own skating and my own career. I always knew that I needed to perform well to win. And so a lot of the reason that I was able to continue and keep going to these competitions was because I was very, very confident in my training and myself. And I was always being told by my team that I was good enough, that I had the ability to do it, that I had the potential to be on the podium. And that was what kept me pushing through. Me believing in my own skating, even when it didn't seem like my federation did. Everything that I did for myself was through my own mental strength of knowing I'm good enough. I can do it just as well as the other girls. And so I would get out there to the competitions and I would lay it down just like that. And recognizing that I couldn't control the scores, it was out of my hands. That was kind of the biggest thing that helped me through everything. Because I knew the only thing that I had control over was my own performance. So even if I didn't score that well, at least I could be super happy with myself and what I personally put down on the table. That was the most important thing for me. You can leave me any comments or questions you want regarding that. Leave me some comments on this episode that you heard today. Tell me what you think about it. Follow me on Instagram where I'm promoting this. My username is at Polina Edmonds. Thanks for listening in on this one. I can't wait to dive into next week's. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.